What's happening, everyone? Kieran Ben back again. Um, this week we are covering a film that is very near and dear to my heart, a film that I love. It is Celine Sakama's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. In the pre in the previous weeks, uh, we have covered Petite Maman, uh, which is also done by her. So I was really excited to talk more about her filmography because I think she's an incredible director. Ben, tell me about your history with the film. So we had been suggested for Petite Maman by uh, one of our listeners and then you got excited about the fact that uh, there was the portrait of a lady on fire and so I said well let's cover that because well you were very excited about it. Oh my god and I'm so excited about it and I can't wait to talk about this movie. This movie came out I think in 2019 um, and it obviously is about a painter and her subject that she's painted but more th so than that to me it is a movie about what it is like to be a woman especially in a historical time and i think it one thing that this movie does so well is it really talks and really celebrates the female gaze and we're going to talk a lot today about the female gaze versus the male gaze as well as talk about the film because it covers a lot of things that is not covered in historical times. I think nowadays we are getting more of women's stories, but this this is a woman's story that I think is very important. I think it talks about how art and beauty and things like this can transcend and celebrate life and how meaningful they can be and what kind of impact they have on us. So our main protagonist is Marianne. She is a painter. And two two Heloise, um, who is our other protagonist, they live very different lives. Marianne, um, this story is told in flashback. Um, so we see Marianne teaching a group of young girls painting. And she is talking about, and she's telling a story about this one painting that she has done, which is a memory of her and Heloise, um, one of the first times that she actually saw her. And I am going to get really excited. So if I feel a little disjumbled, um, I will come back around. Um, so... It follows the story of Marianne, who is a painter who gets commissioned by Heloise's mother to come in and paint a portrait of her to send to this man that has decided he wants to marry her. Because back in the day, women could only do one thing, which was get married off. And we see the struggle that Heloise has with this because she talks about how her sister had the same fate as her, but ended up killing herself. Yes. Yep. She took her life. And um, she is still in mourning over this. Of course. So Heloise, um, to to get through some of the initial grief of it, goes and lives at a convent for a little bit. And now she is back from the convent and she has to support her family by getting married and getting all this money. And her mom is under the guise of her not wanting to kill herself, hires Marianne to paint her, but not without her knowing because Heloise will not sit for a painter. She refused to sit for a male painter that has come in. So now the mom thinks that, oh, if we bring in a female painter, she will she will do it. So under the guise of her being a walking companion, we see a lot of stolen glances between Marianne and Heloise with her trying to study her face, trying to get the essence of her, trying to understand who she is so she can paint her and do this job. Now through this, obviously they fall in love, which I think is beautiful because it shows that like... I don't know. One thing I love about this movie, and um, like I said, I'm going to be bouncing around a little bit, but one thing I love about this movie is the lack of men in this film. And 
if there ever is a man in this film, they feel bumbly. They feel out of place. It feels like they really disrupt this world that has been created amongst these women. Yeah, I see that. And like, and, and also, they're servants to the women. Whereas, like, the, the, this woman's supposed to be a, a servant to this man that she's marrying in Milan. And she's supposed to be subservient to them. And this, the boatsmen are taking them someplace. Like, yeah. They're always doing something for the women. It's not like the other way around where the women are always doing something for the men. Which I think is really important and good. And I love, and I love the lack of men in this film. Because I think it really hammers in the points of of what this film is trying to create, which is the bond between women and these untold female stories. And the power of art, I will say, within the last sequence of the film, which I find the most moving and the most powerful every time, and we will, and we'll, we'll get to that, um, but in the last sequence of the film, it shows you the power of art and music and, and what it means and how it can connect people. So we have Marianne trying to paint um, Heloise, and she is unable to first she paints her and she destroys the painting because she is unhappy she does not think she captures her essence she does not think that she captures who she is as a person at least in the way that she views her because she is growing she has this growing affection for her she has this growing love for her so then she destroys it heloise asks to see this painting and then through their friendship decides to actually sit for her yeah also like when she sees the first painting, she goes, is that how you view me? And she's like, yes, that's how the world views you. And she goes, well, the world is wrong. And that reminded me, I was telling you off screen about the Henry VIII. Yes. Um, when he had uh, asked for a picture, a, a portrait of the, the princess in Germany, and he got it. And it was a picture, and it, I guess it was really a beautiful picture. He loved it. He, was, he married her. And then when she got there, she looked really nothing like the picture. And he was like, no, I don't want to be married to this person. You know, and she got out kind of good because he was like, all right, you know, I like her as a person, so I'm not going to like kill her. And she realized that, you know, the alternative to getting divorced was death. She was like, I'll take the deal. And, you yeah. know, she got a castle, she got servants, she got, she got a stipend. So she got a lot out of that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think in this too, what is trying to be said as well is that Mar Marianne is initially looking at Heloise through a male point of view. She's looking at this like, oh, I have to commission this painting for a man. So I'm going to view her in a way that I don't view her, but how the world would view her because we live in a patriarchal society. So this is what this is how she's viewed. And Heloise is saying, no, this is not who I am. You know who I am. Right. Like, that was beautiful. And it was beautiful. And so I love I love the moments between them. I love I love all the long shots, all the gazing. I feel like it feel it's very soft and it's very real of how I would imagine two people to fall in love. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where you look at it and you go, okay, this isn't something that they're trying to rush. This is like a feelings that are, that are developing over time. And like we were talking off screen, this is not stuff that was done a long time ago in movies. They didn't talk about like the stuff that's in this movie, like that women falling in love and things like that. It wasn't hit on like this movie. This movie shows the beauty of it, like you know the emotions, the 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 feelings, and you know the caring of like just just people being people instead of having to like stereotype it as man and woman, man and woman. Well, you know now now we can actually express stuff like women on women, men on men. You know, I mean, this is a different time. It is a different time, and I think so. Um, and I think there's this one storyline that I think is very. It's a very interesting storyline. I think it's important. But at the same time, I, I, I struggle with it a little bit. So there is a keep, uh, there's a housemaid in the house. 
and she um, becomes pregnant. Um, of course, she does not want the baby, so they, so Marion and Heloise support her and take her to an herbalist that performs an abortion on her. Now, obviously, I am pro-abortion. I think that this is great. Women had to have abortions back then. They, she would have been cast out of the house. She would have lost her job. She would have been alone, struggling with this baby, and that is not what she wanted. That is not the life that she wanted. She... What And she had her friends there to support her and help her. And maybe I misunderstood this part of the movie. But to me, in the scene following, we have um, Marianne, Heloise, and the maid on a mattress. And they're all hanging out. They're trying to like comfort her. They're being together. And Heloise goes, we're going to paint this. And then re-simulates the situation for Marianne to paint of this woman having an abortion, which to me felt traumatizing because if I had just had an abortion and then someone was like, let's recreate it and then immortalize it, I would be like, what? Yeah, no, I, I've actually know people that had abortions and it's to this day, I mean, they're still traumatized by it. Like they still think about it, you know, and it's not something that they'd want immortalized. I, I kind of was confused by that too. Also, I was very confused that the, the, She's giving an abortion, and then there's babies on the bed, and the baby's touching the girl's hand. And I was really confused by that whole thing. I was like, "What is going on here? Why are they doing that? Like, that just seemed like wrong." Like, of course. So I think so. To me, when they're in the when they're in the herbalist hut, and they see that this woman does take care of children, and and I think it's kind of seeing this connection to the life that this that is growing inside of this woman, but her rejecting it because this is not the life that she wants. Yeah. So I think being able to have that compassion and that tenderness towards the child while still being able to make a decision that is right for yourself, right for your body, right for your life, I think is very powerful because I think that's what most women who have an abortion would struggle with and feel like, you know, like, oh, I have this life growing inside me. I have this connection. I ha I have this part of me inside me. But at the same point, like I need to do what's best for myself. And bringing a baby into the world is not always the best thing um, like people make it out to be. And I think to make that choice is more powerful than to not make that choice. Yeah, I thought I, a weird part was when she grabbed the baby's hand. And for me, that was like her saying goodbye to the baby she was losing. I think so. Yeah. And and But I think that she was she was happy with it yeah no her decision was in stone she was she was like i don't want to be a baby i have a baby i don't want the to burden i don't want to be put into the situation where I, i'm going to be destitute and i understood i understood totally i was like you know what that's something that you know a lot of people struggle with and she she knows what she has to do she does and i think and i think too and and especially in this situation where I'm and I'm not going to say like I don't believe men should have a say in women's bodies. Um, I absolutely don't think that they should have a say. Um, I think it's a different situation. Maybe if you're like with someone and you guys talk about it. But I don't believe it's ever should be up to a man whether a woman keeps or doesn't keep a child. And so to have the absence of men, especially within this scene, felt so powerful to me and so empowering because it was fully on her. And it was like, this is my life. This is my body. This is my choice, which I fully support and I love. And so, but back to, back to the scene with Heloise and Marianne. So I, do, I 
I found it a little traumatizing. I felt it to be a little insensitive. I can see where um, Heloise was coming from, being like, this is going to be cathartic for you. This is something you're going to have. This is something to remember this by. And I understood that. And I under, But at the same time, like if I was the maid, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just, that, that was weird. That was a weird part. But I, but I think it was an important part of the film because I think it showed how women do come together yes. when they have to. Yeah. And a, a lot of this film is how women stick together. So uh, back to Heloise and Marianne. So now they are in the thralls of their romance. And Marianne keeps delaying, being like, oh, I'm not doing it. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. I'm not doing it. They have a lot of beautiful moments together. One of my favorite moments. So Heloise um, loves to play music, right? But she has never seen music performed live. So this is one thing that her and Marianne talk about. And Marianne's like, you got to go see this. When you see it, it's it's so powerful. It's so moving. And I think that the, the way that they talk about music and art as a way that connects us and binds us is so important. And it's a message that I think that Marianne is trying to teach to her younger, children, to her younger students. Because sometimes in this movie, I forget that it is told in flashback. And it is like a story that she is telling. And it is a story that she is telling to her students. And she is, I think, talking about the power of love and art and how it can transcend. And we see this in the for in the two in the two most devastating sequences of the film to me is when she is talking about how after she has painted this painting and she has painted it as well as she can, but is still in more of a male point of view because that is what she is commissioned to do. And Heloise's mom is like, you know what? I'm getting sick of it. You're just going to get this painting done. The carrier's coming to pick it up. When the carrier comes and he's like this bumbling man just like shoving food into his mouth, I was like, this is so jarring to see. I've seen nothing but beautiful longing shots. And now I'm seeing this man just sh stuff food into his face. Like, I hate it. And then we see the... Um, but before that, there's a moment where Heloise and Marianne are in each other's embraces and they are drawing each other and they are drawing each other into this book and they dog ear the page that it is um, drawn on. And I think that is important because it comes back later when Marianne is talking about the first time that she sees Heloise since their, since their time together. And she's actually in an art gallery and she sees a painting of her done by someone else. And she is with her daughter, um, Heloise's daughter at the time with whatever man that she has married. And the page of the, photo, of the um, drawing of them together is actually open and you can see that page. 28 and you can see how it affects Marianne and how and how it brings her so much joy and love yeah so I I'm almost positive the book they were reading was Dante's Inferno and then here's the thing at the beginning of the movie there's a portrait that the student takes out and it's of her walking on a beach and her skirts on fire and she's like oh she's like who's that she's like it's me but during the movie there's a part where they're at a, a bonfire and Heloise is walking away and her skirt catches on fire. So I thought she made that portrait to say that they share that fire f between themselves. And, you know, it reminded me like they were reading Dante's Inferno about the lost love that he could never recover. Like he had the chance to recover it, but he chose to turn around and look at her when he was told not to and she falls back into the abyss. And I think them being apart, a part of them felt like they were falling into the abyss. Absolutely. And back to um, Dante's Inferno, it is a story about how you struggle through and go through the seven circles of hell to find your love. 
And I think living in this patriarchal society to them is going through those circles of hell. And they do find their love. But at the end, they are ripped apart from each other. So the second the second most devastating scene is the final scene when Marianne is at a concert and she sees Heloise there with her husband, um, but they are sitting on opposite sides and she says that Heloise does not see me, but I see her and I do not go up to her. And they are listening to the symphony that they had talked about earlier in the film. They're talking about how, what a moving piece it is. And you can see that Marianne is not watching the show, but she is watching Heloise and you can just see Heloise breaking down into tears and this is one of the final shots of the film of her just sitting there sobbing listening to this and in my mind remembering the times that she had with Marianne and having this piece of music connect them because this is all that they have now because in this time like women women could not be together like this and women could not have these bonds like this especially where Marianne lived more of like a what would be considered an independent woman lifestyle I mean you can see where it breaks her down in points when she talks about how yes she's self-sufficient because her father is giving her this um, art studio and she is her own artist but she also talks about how sometimes for her better works she she sells them under her father's name so it actually she'll, she'll actually make money from it and I think a lot of people and a lot of women do that and when you look back historically into art and they're like oh there's no women in fine arts there's no women in fine arts it's like I think you have to look because there is a lot of women in fine arts under names under pseudonyms but I also think like women's work is done through needlepoint and crafting and like all these things so when I when I see people talk about women in art and how it's like a newer thing I, I vehemently disagree because I can see I can see it and I can see how they were subsidized and I can see how they were marginalized into having to be under a man's name. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And one of my favorite poems, uh, poets, is Emily Dickinson. And she deals with her poems with a lot of the fact that men are viewed in a certain way and women are viewed in a certain way, but that's not true. And like she, she expresses herself in these poems and says, you know, if the, more, like the, the world would listen more to, to me and not just view me as a woman, then, you know, they'd see the true me. And I thought that was totally what this movie was saying is like, you know, view view women for what they are, not for what we think they are. You know, I mean, that, that's how I got out of it. Absolutely. And I think, too, there are so many of these there are so many ideas of what a woman should be and how a woman should act. And I think there is a lot more rigidity in it because I think that when when you grow up as a woman everyone tries to tell you like oh you can't you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't talk back and you have to be quiet and you have to be submissive and you have to be powerful but subtle and you have you you live in this state of contradictory and no one views you for a person because no one wants to view you as a person for the longest time women were viewed as commodities and women were viewed as property i mean i always go back to um one of my so i love uh, little women and i love greta gerwig and i go back to the i find myself going back to the amy monologue when she's talking to um timothy chalamet laurie and she's saying you know even if we were to marry nothing of nothing would be mine my children wouldn't be my own my children would be yours even if i was to make any of my own money my money wouldn't be my own it would be yours because you have all this power and i have nothing because i am a woman and i think that sentiment is still very much like repeated throughout history and i think now when you see a lot of like this like women's like 
coming into like women's liberation um, talking about like how women are like girl bosses and it's girl power and it's like putting women in the forefront and I think when men see that and they start getting intimidated by that and they're like well it's like da 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 like uh men aren't the reason that women suffer da 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 it's like yes they are because they're built into these patriarchal societies built onto these systems of oppression where women are still trying to break free i mean if you look at barbie so back to greta gerwig i'm i like i said this movie brings out a lot of topics but if you look at like barbie and all the backlash of that so i've seen this film and i loved it i thought it was fantastic i thought it was empowering i thought it was beautiful i thought it celebrated women in such an a, a fun way that was very accessible to everybody and then when I'm watching and reading critiques of it and people are like it's anti-man it's anti-man it's like it's not and I don't think you understood the story because you can celebrate women and put women in the forefront and understand that women are have a place at the table with men without saying that a man doesn't deserve to be there that's not what anyone's saying it's just saying that men have been at the top of the pyramid for so long doing all this punching down that it's like maybe if you can't if you can't be not unseated but if you can't scooch and make room for a woman or for someone else then it's like, then that's your own fragility. Like it has nothing to do. Like there is plenty of, there's plenty to go around. And I think if you uplift these voices and uplift and kind of take down these systems of oppression, you will see that. Oh, I 100% agree. One of my favorite books, and um, people are going to think it's weird, is one of my favorite books was The Scarlet Letter. I thought like that was a great book because it showed her standing up against society and what they thought of women. And she was like, no, I'm, this is who I am. This is what... I do, and if you don't like it, too bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mock you by putting this letter on me that shows that this is how you view me, but that's not me. And uh, I thought that was great. That's a great message for for women to be like, look, you view me in a certain way, but you know what? I'm powerful. I'm strong, and I don't have to be viewed in a, in a weak in a weak sense. Exactly, and I think this movie does that. This movie, Portrait of a Lady Fire on Fire, does that so well. Because it is all just women. We are seeing no other perspective other than women. And for a lesbian film, I love that it is not these like very overly like gratuitous sex scenes. Because I do feel like when you're looking at at like lesbianism, it is often fetish, fetishized by men. So I think a lot of that, if it was done by a male director, you would see a lot more of that fetish fetishization you would see a lot more of like these very explicit sex scenes you would and you wouldn't get this longing or you wouldn't understand like this is why i love this movie and this is why i love selene sakama because she really understands the female gaze and really understands what it is to to feel as a woman to view as a woman and to look as a woman because men and women i believe view sex very differently like i think at the end of the day like you can have the same ideas of sex but i think when you're looking at it in a way that a sex scene is filmed there are two very different points of views and not to say that one is better than the other but i think and especially in a movie like this where you don't have that kind of gratuitous over over the top like sexiness like i always go back to another french film um, Blue is the Warmest Color, a great film about finding like your first gay love. But the sex scenes in that are so gratuitous. And it's like at some point it's like, did you just want to watch two girls hook up? Because like I get it. This is a part of the story, but it doesn't need to be this much a part of the story. And I thought that this movie does it so well. Like there's this like this beautiful scene where they're like playing with each other's like armpits. And I like it feels it feels 
it feels like it doesn't matter, but like that is them celebrating each other and being intimate with each other in a way that isn't overtly about sex. Yeah, there's actually a part when um she's doing the portrait and she has like a thing over her, like a her dress. And um, she's like, show me more neck. And she's like, oh, you're trying to view this as my husband would view this. So like it shows like like you're viewing it as a male would view me, not as not as you're viewing me. So uh, th this movie brings out a lot of good points and a lot of stuff that that for the longest time wasn't hit on. Like we were talking before, like, you know, some of these scenes and some of the stuff was like, you know, you wouldn't see them in movies because there was taboo. I mean, you just, you know, the, uh, an abortion in a film. No. Absolutely not. Not going to happen. You know, two women falling in love and, you know, having a romance. Nope, not going to happen. And in this, it did. And it was like, you know, portrait of a woman on fire. Maybe the fire is the spark that's that's starting with the woman's movement. Exactly. And I think it also talks about the the fire between two women and how it can be celebrated. It doesn't. It, I mean, there should be not. I mean, obviously, within patriarchy and within like these rigid systems a lot of people can feel shame for being who they are and what they want because it doesn't fit in with what is expected of them and i think this this is hit on a lot in the film it's like what do you do because it what is expected of you versus what do you do because you want to do it and we can see that in in the mind of heloise and her sister heloise is doing what is expected of her but she does have this tryst where she can fully be herself and she can hold on to that for the rest of her life whereas her sister just had no escape and thought the only way that she could be finally free is death which i think is devastating because i feel like you see that a lot of times today like you see women being oppressed and like they're like the only way out for me is dying and that is that is never the answer it is it is not because there's always something more to life i think and like i don't know like i'm i know i, I struggle with a lot of things so to sit, to hear that's coming from me like if you know me probably feels like a little bizarre but i think at the same point like life is what you make it and in in this we can see marianne and heloise carving out a part of their life that they that they hold on to forever and we see this mimicked in the final two sequences where marianne's like yeah these were the last two times i saw her but i always will hold on to that i will always hold on to this painting and i will always hold on to those memories because that's that's what's keeping me going in life to know that you can experience a true love once, I think is so powerful. Yeah, and there's a part in the ending where she's looking at the painting she did, and it's of Dante's Inferno, and the guy says to her, he goes, normally they don't do this portrait of where they're saying goodbye. It's usually like him walking away or him just turning, and I think that was kind of her way of expressing her goodbye to, to Heloise, like in that portrait, and I thought that was, like, it was really beautiful. I was like, oh, that's kind of beautiful, because, um, you know, she knows that the, 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 the love can never be and it has to end, but she can always hold on to it just like Dante has to always hold on to the love he has for his, his, his lost love. I totally agree. And I think that goes back to how males will view things versus how women will view things. You see that Marianne is viewing this goodbye as like something with a lot of love, something that is sorrowful but at the same time hopeful because they know that what they had was real versus as like a man would just view it as like oh my love is gone I'm falling I've failed I've done this and I think it just shows like the two kind of the two kind of mindsets that each of those people have and I think that's so important and I think it's obviously very hard us as people to get out of our own ways and get out of our own mindset and try to see things from new perspectives. Um, but I think it is so important. That's why I think films like this are so important. 
Um, and I think uplifting films like this is so important because you're seeing those new perspectives and hopefully it makes you think, hopefully you're not just like, oh yeah, lesbians on a beach. Like it's, it's so much more than that. And, and I don't know. And I think if this movie was done by anyone else, it would have been done very poorly. And I think having Celine Sakama and Claire Mathion. So Claire Mathion did the cinematography for this movie and the way that she sets up a shot and the way that she creates this like mournful, sorrowful kinds of tones through these like long gazes and this like beautiful sweeping set. And like you have the crashing of the ocean on the rocks, like with these two just like women in these like very like heavy, thick dresses. You see Heloise covering her face for a lot of the time, holding on to this cloak that she has from the co the convent. There's always, in the beginning, there's always like this lace over her face, kind of just like creating this like mood of like, I will be sheltered and I will be hidden because I don't want the world to see me because how the world sees me is not who I am. And then until she opens up to Marianne and until they create that bond, then they are both fully seen within each other, which I think is so powerful, which is what I think people look for when they're looking for a partner and when they're looking for love. Yeah, and there's a part where she had just gave the portrait and she, she went upstairs and she sees a silhouette of her in a wedding dress and she's like, oh, but it's not her. And then when she goes and she, she shows him the portrait and everything, the mother goes, I got a present for you. And she comes out and it, it's the wedding dress that she had seen earlier. And she's staring at it. And then she hugs her and kisses her on the neck, like goodbye. But when she's walking down the stairs and she's trying to leave, she goes, turn, see me. And he, she turned and looked at her and she saw her in the wedding dress that she was wearing. I think that was like a, a, an emotional moment. Like, like she knew that it was going to be goodbye and she predicted it ahead of time. And then, then when it happened for reality, when she's leaving the door, like she had to accept it. Exactly. And I think it was also like a symbol of like, this is the end of what we have. Like you have to look at me because this is me entering my new life, a life that you helped me get because you painted me, but it's not good. It's not goodbye in my heart. And you have to look at me to have this, to have this closure. But at the same time, you have to know that like, I am with you and like you, you need that look. And I think it goes back to Dante's Inferno when Dante looks back at Beatrice and you see Marianne looking back at Heloise and it is this moment of goodbye and loss. But at the same time, they're still at the same time, they still have all this love together. I think it's important. I think it's a really good film. Um, I love how it ends with her talking to her students about love and about the power of art, um, because I think art transcends everything and art combine art connects us. And it, it's something that is so powerful. I 100% agree. Like, like art is very, uh, like, watching this movie, like, I got emotional. I was like, oh, my God. And it was really an emotional movie. And, like, if you think about a lot of things, like, we, put, we attach art to any kind of love we're with. Like, like a song reminds us of a, of a lost love or, you know, a movie we watch reminds us of a, of a lost love. So, like, the, the art always connects us in some way to someone that we had a relationship with because th that's just how it is. And, you know, um, when you break up and you play a sad song and you start crying because, you know, you can reflect on the things that you did with this person, you know, and I felt that was this ending, like, like the portrait was their connection. I totally agree. Um, I would highly recommend this movie for anyone to watch it. It is a fantastic film. Please, please watch it. It is 
amazing. I can't, we obviously can't say enough good things about it. And it is a very emotional movie, but it will make you think about really good things. I had, I have this friend and we, we watched this movie a lot together. And a a few years ago, she was going through a breakup and her two breakup movies was this. And I'm thinking of ending things. So when we were hanging out, she's like, I really just want to watch a portrait of a lady on fire. I was like, oh, you're not doing well. (laughs) Like, it's like when I watch Pride and Prejudice, like I know I'm not doing well. (laughs) But I I can't recommend this movie enough. It is a beautiful film. There's so much to it. And I think you can get you can get whatever meaning you want from it. Obviously, Ben and I have very similar thoughts, but we're also viewing it from two very different perspectives. Like and and I think it's so important and I think it is and I think it's a powerful, powerful film. I know I've used that word a lot, so it's probably losing its meaning, but I cannot recommend it enough. And I think if you watch this film and then you kind of watch Petite Maman or vice versa, you can understand the care and the tenderness that Celine Sakama puts into this work and puts in with her actors and puts in to telling these stories because they are very, very thoughtful. Yeah, I'd just like to say, like, you know, it's a French film. It's got subtitles, but you got to watch it with the subtitles, and it doesn't take away from the movie. The movie was incredible. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you got to go into it with an open mind, watch it. You're going to appreciate it. You're going to like like the love that is built in it, and you're going to like the storyline, and it's just an all-around good movie. So if you get a chance, it's on Hulu. Look it up. Give it a shot, and I guarantee you're going to walk away with a lot of thoughts in your head and a lot of appreciation for this film. Absolutely. And maybe you'll have a little bit more appreciation for the lesbians in your life. I don't know. Maybe a little bit more appreciation for the artists. But as always, we do what we do for you guys. We love the user suggestions. We have a kind of a crazy schedule coming up. So we'll be releasing things slowly um, until we can get back together and recording. We still still send in the suggestions. We're still working off the master list from a few weeks ago, but uh, we're here for you guys. Write in, tell us what you think. Um, if you had any other different thoughts on the film, we'd love to hear it. Like I said, this is a community. Um, ben and I could just talk at each other all this time, but we, we like to hear from you too. Yeah, and uh, last thought is just, you know, shout out to all the countries that listen to us, you know, Nigeria, Ghana, France, Poland, um, you're all, all the countries you guys we really do appreciate it and you know uh, Nigerians stay safe I know you guys are having some problems over there so you know God bless and you know do you know hope you get through it soon and uh, thank you again for listening to us absolutely and catch us next time on what's happening